Hi, my name is Zara. And my name is Maisha. And you're listening to That's What They Said. Where we break down the them versus us narrative. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at That's What They Said Podcast and on Twitter at What They Said See It. We'd love to hear from you. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of That's What They Said. We're finally getting our shit together mm-hmm. and trying to release episodes every two weeks because we miss doing this. Yeah, yeah. we definitely mm-hmm. did. Yeah, so last week we talked about kind of just how we're doing just to get back in the groove of everything and mm-hmm. kind of we kind of touched upon our mental health while we were discussing yeah. last week. But today we really wanted to go back to something that um, we had previously talked about during the pandemic. We did an episode called COVID-19 versus mental health. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we think that, you know, now that as some of us are transitioning out of the pandemic or but not the pandemic, but the lockdowns that were imposed on us from the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And as we're kind of getting back to a new, better normal, we are still kind of in that we're still experiencing some mental health issues and many people are still going through a lot right now. Yeah. So we thought we'd have another episode. It's kind of like a part two of our previous episode. So COVID-19 mm-hmm. versus mental health. So today we want to kind of talk about some our mental health, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So how are you doing, Masha? I think... You know, uh, coming out of this lockdown, I mean, I guess Canada was never really officially lockdown, but we were, like, mostly staying home. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was an unofficial lockdown, I'd say. Yeah. And I remember, I mean, I saw you after, like, three months, right? Yeah. And I remember coming out of those three months, I was like, I was like, I don't have my social skills. Yeah, <laughs> I still feel like uh, that. And, yeah, exactly. Right now, it's the same. Because I think that, you know, what this pandemic is, like, for example, in British Columbia, uh, our health guidelines, I mean, our health officer, she's strongly urging that, you know, we try to keep a small social pot, yeah. right? And what makes us humans is fundamentally our social skills, yeah, right? And when you think about it, um, it's, it's, I just don't think, you know, once this pandemic is over, I mean, whenever that is, a year from now, two years from now, hopefully sooner, but how will my social skills be? Like, everybody's I, know, I honestly, I, I honestly feel like I've lost so much of my social skills mm-hmm. because just from being at home all the time mm-hmm. and limiting social interaction to a few hours on Zoom and whatnot, I can generally feel myself getting tired mm-hmm. when we're when we are hanging out with our pod of people mm-hmm. and just kind of finding myself going towards a corner and looking at my phone more because I'm just like I'm tired. Yeah. Socializing is hard. Like it takes a lot of energy. And your effort, love effort. Yeah, exactly. Right? Especially when you're like required to not just sit in front of a computer and talk to the person, right? See, like I actually because I'm working from home, mm-hmm. um, like it's not mandatory to go back to the office, so you can choose to work from home indefinitely and foreseeable for future till the vaccine is out. And I actually miss like meeting my coworkers. I'm sure we have our calls, yeah, uh, we meet calls and you know we have check-ins and everything. But it's not the same. Like I actually miss the like, in-person interaction, yeah. bumping into someone in the hallway. And um, and I, I now realize that was a huge part mm-hmm. of. And a huge, like, I guess, positive factor about my job. Yeah. And I miss that, you know? And, yeah. and, and I'm like, I don't know, like, when we can, like, go back to, like, have it. <laughs> I, I never thought that I'd say this, mm-hmm. but I actually miss going to the office mm-hmm. on an everyday basis. So, yeah, I can imagine, like, like you were saying, we are people that need communication, oh, yes. connections. Yes. We need a social life. Like, we're also creatures of habit, right? Yeah. So when we've kind of gotten in that funk of not seeing people or not having such huge social interactions with people, like a gathering, a dinner, or mm-hmm. a hangout session, like, it can really make you feel so low. And then yeah. when you're feeling low, you kind of, like, internally start feeling all these feelings of doubt for yourself. Like, oh, man, am I becoming this yeah. kind of person yeah. now? Yeah. Do I just not want to talk to people anymore? Yeah. And, like, this kind of self-deprecatingness stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so that really affects you. And then and then from that, it, and it's like, that's happening. And then another thing is when pandemic fatigue starts setting in, yeah. right? Because we nobody knows how long this is going to persist. So it's sort of like right now, it takes a lot of effort, I think, mentally for all of us mm-hmm. to actually adhere to the rules and guidelines um, in, um, in uh, everywhere. You yeah. know, like think about oh, like you know, like previously you'd never have to really think about you're walking on the sidewalk. You don't have to think, make an effort of oh, how close I am to the person who's yeah. walking by me, right? Yeah, now it's like you actually have to make an effort that oh, okay, gotta do. And yeah, I mean, sure, one can argue that we're doing it for so long, it's a habit. But I just think it's still like because it doesn't come naturally for us yeah. to run away from fellow human beings, yeah, and to right? distance yourself from people and exactly. everything like that. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like pandemic fatigue is definitely something I think a lot of people that I've been talking to like at work and even with like my friends and stuff, maybe we're feeling that. Like they're feeling mm-hmm. that ex- exhaustion from just doing basic things and like yeah. the extra added things you're talking about. And I don't know, like it's causing a lot of unnecessary anxiety in people and a stress. Lot of stress. Yeah. And on top of the day-to-day like stress that you have, especially from the pandemic, you're probably you might be experiencing job loss yeah. and um, so other stresses. Like if you're a parent and you're stuck at home with your children. Yeah. Schools are opening now, and that could also be a stress, right? Yeah, like, my right. kids are might get sick from here. So there's so much anxiety on top of everything that, you know, there's so many studies out there, right, that yeah. are showing that during the pandemic, people's mental health have seriously deteriorated. Yeah, I was actually just reading a New York Times article where um, they were discussing, so are people bored or are we getting depressed? Because there's so many reports out there right now saying that depression has increased in people right yeah but there was this article and it was kind of saying like are we just getting bored or are we just getting tired like are we just going through this fatigue or are we actually going through depression because clinical depression is a completely different thing yeah. than just being depressed for a certain period of time due to a circumstance right yeah 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 so a lot of questions and uncertainty yeah. arising from this pandemic that be it depression or be it a momentary anxiety slash yeah feeling of lowness yeah yeah and yeah. it's and it's just i think it's right now thinking that you just don't see a silver lining yeah right it's like i feel like it sounds dark but it's it sounds like i feel like we're in a car driving in a dark tunnel mm-hmm. and we're just continuously driving yeah towards the end of the tunnel but you just don't know when the end exactly is. yeah honestly we don't know when the end is at all right. like every day you're hearing reports of yeah the vaccine is out and then you're hearing but it didn't work yeah this and trial failed this trial succeeded it's just so much yeah. adding uncertainty that I mean we in our part one of this episode um, we did mention that you know um, there a lot of experts or you know, a lot of mental health experts are thinking that once even once even after we've dealt with this pandemic there's going to be a mental health pandemic yeah because you as you as you said as you pointed out as Zara pointed out that you know there is a difference between say clinical mm-hmm. depression or like mental health illnesses and what people are experiencing as a result of this pandemic but even though that distinction, that distinction is there after the pandemic, this will still be very much a reality for people because yeah. they're going to have, I feel like, higher levels of stress or anxiety or uncertainty. I mean, I think some people will be able to, slide, you know, go back to pre-COVID yeah. levels uh, mm-hmm. of, like, I guess, daily life. Uh, Bounce back. Yeah, but for some, I think it just might be harder, right? Yeah, for people especially who already have underlying yeah mental health issues yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so i think in our episode today we sort of like want to talk about mental health in general yes um because i think because of covid it's really um it's really important that as much as we are adhering to all the health guidelines and you know making sure that physically we don't get covid Mm -hmm. right it's covid also has an impact on our mental health and that's the part that you know it is not protected by wearing a mask or physical distancing, right? So I think it's important that the mental health aspect of COVID uh, is considered. And in today's episode, we just want to talk more in general about mental health and have that conversation about it. Mm -hmm. So I think um, to that and uh, to that point, um, even before COVID, I think everybody had um, certain levels of stress and anxiety, right? Mm, Regardless of whether you're working, you're a student, you're a parent, any role or, or uh, any job or anything, I think everybody has stress or anxiety. And I think um, on a daily basis, we do have that. And uh, with COVID, I think what, what a lot of people are realizing is because, because of lockdowns and uh, in quarantining, people were like sort of like forced to stay in their home. Mm-hmm. So when you kind of remove all the external variables, it's sort of like you kind of have to confront this stress and anxiety yeah. for the first time in a long time. And you realize that on a daily basis, you had this, but you kind of always push it the back burner. Yeah. So if you really think about it, I think it's important that once we get out of this pandemic, um, as I think and then people have seen a lot of memes and quotes and everywhere that says that, you know, you don't want to just go back to pre-COVID normal. You want to do better. Yeah. So you also want to do better for your own mental health. Mm-hmm. So once you get out of this pandemic, and even now, I guess at the end of it, it's about habit, right? It's important that you sort of yeah. realize the stresses, the anxieties that you're getting. First of all, acknowledge them. And secondly, well, I just don't think it's like, I feel like a lot of people just think that it's weak to feel that, yeah. weak to say that you're facing anxiety and stuff. It's, I think the language around that has been a lot more normalized in North America. But mm-hmm. in other parts of the world, like, for example, in Bangladesh or in Asia, um, in Africa, I don't think mental health is still, like, no. talked about. It's still stigmatized, right? Yeah, it's more like, yeah, just get over it, you know, try to think positively, mm-hmm. which, which doesn't help at the end of the day, right? 
So like what you were saying is very good. Like because we have our pre pre COVID stress already that didn't just go away. It's still mm -hmm. there, and now we have this added stress. So what's really important is learning to manage that mm -hmm. stress. So yeah, like finding a plan that works for you yeah. to manage that stress and anxiety, yeah. and to take that break every day and yeah, catch up with everything. Yeah, that's really important. I just don't know how like how you do that, right? Well, I mean, I, I guess we, we we can touch on it now because mm -hmm. uh, we're also gonna talk about some like I guess um, advice or some yeah. helpful tips. Mm -hmm. So I think Udara and I were talking about it, and we're saying that. Um, you can, I think meditation is a great thing. Yeah. Right? Like, there are a lot of apps that calm and headspace and just even YouTube meditation. And yeah. I think that helps. Yeah, or that might not be everything, <laughs> obviously, just sitting in silence. Yeah. It could be a workout, it could be an exercise. But I think it's sort of like recognizing that um, you do have this, mm -hmm. you are feeling this. Yeah, being and, aware. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, being aware. That's like important word to just be self-aware about it because I think there's so much power in words when you kind of say it out loud that I'm feeling so much stress and anxiety so yeah. it's kind of like a validation of your mm -hmm. thoughts right yeah like what I sometimes like to do is write everything down mm -hmm. that really helps me when Journaling. I think that's kind of similar to what you said like when you say it to somebody or when you say it to yourself you when you acknowledge something it's easier yeah. to tackle it because you're like yeah. okay, i know what the problem is yeah so now let me work on the solution so for me like i do like writing out all my stresses when yeah, I, and I i feel like you know <laughs> one thing common is that basically it's like in your mind you know you're like sort of going through stress or anxiety mm -hmm. from this and this day oh, you know today this is what caused me anxiety yeah but i feel like when you're like one of your five senses sees it let it be you know speaking yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think that once you just see it or hear it when yeah. you say it, it's sort of like that validation, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of like putting this thought out in the world and sort of it's another thing out in the world for you to deal with. Yeah. And you have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, yeah, it's, it's important um, for everyone to sort of realize that once you are out of this pandemic, build that habit to recognize your yeah. and and even to our listeners who may be in like parts of the world where honestly mental health is just more stigmatized it's a hard conversation yeah i think and we can with our next you see that contrast right like i think you agree oh, yeah, like yeah, knowledge yeah. is much different yeah it definitely is like people don't really at least from the time that i lived there people didn't really talk about mm -hmm. mental illness at all or even say depression or just Seeking help, like I didn't even know counseling was really an option in mm -hmm. Bangladesh until recently, actually, just in the last year, I've seen some um, like influencers, Bangladeshi influencers, yeah. talk about actually going to therapists in Bangladesh. And I didn't even know there was. So like yeah. there was, I've been like forwarding posts from these influencers yeah. to family members who I know need help. Like here, you can get it because before then, I don't think anybody really knew that these resources yeah. were available. Yeah. So and the reason they didn't know these resources were available was because it wasn't something that everyone sees as a normal thing to do. Yeah. So they were always hidden, just like the conversation yeah. was hidden. The resources were hidden too. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's any better now, but I see a bit more of it. Yeah, no, I yeah. I agree. With you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's it's sort of like you know how there are always conversations about diabetes or like heart disease, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. those things. But I think like I was telling Zara earlier today that. Um, I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, mental health is literally the other side of the coin. Yeah. It's still the same coin. Exactly. Um, physical health on, on yeah. one side and mental health on the other. And, and it's just, there's just so much stigma. And I think mm -hmm. being in North America, we truly have the privilege to see that it's normalized to talk about it. There's a lot more understanding yeah. about it in workplaces, especially. Um, I think there's just a lot more acknowledgement of mental health being a challenge yeah. for a lot of people. And I think that's great progress. But at the same time, it's not the case for a lot of parts of the world. Yeah, and I think um, with with here in North America, as well as, say, even in India, I'm seeing like many celebrities talk out about it. Like, yeah. And that really helps because when a celebrity is talking about something, oh. it's like, okay, so it, it, is, it is something not real, but like it's not something that needs to be hidden anymore, right? Oh, yeah. It's out in the public forum. I think so. I think if we had more public figures or even more so governments true. talking about, it, like I think we just found out, like when we were, well, at least I just found out recently that there's a mental hack, mental health act in Bangladesh, which I didn't even know. So it's it's like the governments. It's not like I don't think it's very popular. Just no. in news channels no. and like governments. They don't really talk about these things when they're talking yeah. about helping their people. They're talking about getting more money and getting more like medical help and whatnot but you never think of mental illness as a medical yeah help and that's yeah. why like when you were saying it's just two sides of the same coin your physical health is just as i mean your mental health is just as important as your yeah. physical health yeah. right because 
if you had diabetes, you would treat it. So why won't you treat mental, mental health? Because yeah. the problem is that many people, especially back home, they think that it's because it's the brain. It's something you can be talked out of. Like, just try yeah. to feel better. Like, be just try to think more positively. I went through this. Like, yeah. I know this is what I did to get out of it. But it's actually a chemical imbalance that yeah. can cause yeah. these problems. And so it, it is actually And it's not problem. like the, the symptoms of it, I think, of any, any mental health effect, it's not as tangible. And yeah. by tangible, if like, say, for example, even for someone who's going through, I think, um, at any any level of mental health illness, right? It could be depression, it could be major anxiety, uh, bipolar disorder, and, and worse, right? There's yeah. more severe diseases as well, mental health illnesses. I think it's because... A mental effect, for example, asthma, you can see a person right there without an inhaler, like struggling yeah, to yeah, breathe, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So your human instinct is like, oh, this person is in pain, so mm-hmm. they need to get them help. Yeah. Whereas for depression or anxiety, or you don't see this, right? Because I mean, I think in the world in the last few years, we've seen so many people commit suicides, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you, you, and then people come back and think, oh, like, what this just happened? Um, but anyway, um, that we'll talk about that in a bit more yeah, in a few yeah. minutes. But um, yeah, it's like you don't see it. Yeah. So I think that's what it's. It's like you're not just connecting it to something like climate change. Mm-hmm. I think it's like you yeah. don't see climate change uh, because but someone slowly and yeah. gradually taking over exactly taking over your home, and whereas mental illness slowly and gradually is taking over your body exactly. Yeah, and I think you know depression. It if you look up studies and if you look at definitions. Just, uh, depression is actually one of the leading causes of a disability, right? It can affect so many parts of your bodies and mental illness. It's, it's a genetic, it's a biological, it's environmental. It's affected by these factors. Yeah. So it's, it, it's actually something that can be passed down to you based on your genetics, the way yeah. that diabetes yeah. or something can. So it's very much real and it's very much a medical condition. And, and there's like a two often sidelined. Almost yeah. what, 264 million people in the world globally mm-hmm. who, uh, of all ages, who suffer from depression. And that's, yeah. that's a huge amount of people, yeah. right? And it's uh, Zara mentioned that it's the leading cause of disability, like leading cause of disability mm-hmm. yeah. in the world. It, and it's it sort of, creates the space for other health both mental and physical health issues to sort of start exactly yeah yeah no. so and i think and you know we will just mention a few like stats and figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean just to give like a uh, understanding to, of the depth to put of the it problem. into perspective like how much it really affects people right mm-hmm. so like like maisha said 264,000 people globally 264 are, million sorry 264 yeah. million people globally of all ages, they suffer yeah. from depression. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. 264 million. And then on top of that, like if you want to break it from country to country, like taking the US as an example, 10% of adults struggle from depression. Yeah. Yeah. And then and in Canada, I think it's one in five people will personally experience a mental mm-hmm. health illness. And 8% of Canadians, 8% of Canadians are population like, I don't want to, 36 yeah. million. So that's almost like 3 million people. Who experience major depression yeah um and almost one half of those who feel they have suffered from depression or anxiety have never gone to see a doctor about this problem yeah. so you're suffering from an illness but you're not seeking out help yeah and then going back to the stats the national institute of mental health they have a stat that says it takes 10 years for the average person to actually seek medical help for ten depression years. Can you 10 years like yeah so you're penting up all this feeling inside you for 10 years because you think that you can just get over it like this is just a cloudy period in your life and then 10 years later you realize like this is taking me down a road so I need to get help and it's it's sort of like and that's so believable too in in those 10 years right the quality of your life has significantly deteriorated Mm -hmm. right because if it was if it's if it's a back pain if it's a heart issue if it's a fracture or anything you get help because mm-hmm. you don't want to suffer through the pain yeah. and because you want to enjoy things right you want to enjoy your life you don't want to live miserably yeah but because the mental health is first of all not as um, like as visible to other people uh people might not be able to empathize because yeah. it's so stigmatized yeah um you feel ashamed you feel scared to talk about it yeah and which is why you keep thinking, I'll manage. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, you know, I, I just keep thinking that someone, like, I've got back pain. Yeah. And I just keep thinking, oh, my God, like, someone told me you suffered through that for 10 years. I'd be like, hell no. Exactly. Right? So, yeah, we don't, we don't give the same importance to our brain as we do to the rest of the body, yeah. which is weird because our brain controls everything the rest yeah. of our body does. Exactly. And, um, you know, a lot of times I hear people say that, that this person doesn't look like they could be depressed. Like, they're always smiling. They're always happy, right? 
And that's the thing. There's no face to depression. The way you were saying, like, it's not visible, right? Mm -hmm. So that's probably one of the main reasons it is stigmatized. Like, it's a phase, right? Yeah. But yeah. the truth is, like we were saying, it's because of chemical imbalances, right? Like, yeah. when you have an abnormal secretion or depletion of, like, say, neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and other other hormones, right? Yeah. So those are medical conditions that, you know, they're supposed to be functioning at a certain level for everybody but yeah. because of imbalance or because of whatever yeah and i think um for, for depression one of the mental health illness that's most prevalent in the world mm-hmm. and uh, i think chronic depression can even lead to like um like x-rays have shown that people with severe like chronic depression they're i think frontal lobe and hippocampus is smaller mm-hmm. right so if you really think about it it's, it's actually a, a, a condition that has affected your health yes right but once again for you to get to that stage where you go get that help. It could and it could be help at any stage mm-hmm. of your mental health yeah. struggles, right? And to, to put it in terms, I guess because not we've been talking like on a very individual level. Yeah. Like, talk to, to to put it in terms of more like a from the collective yeah. um I guess social perspective and I guess let's put it in economic terms, right? Mm-hmm. The economic cost of mental for example, just from Canadian perspective, the economic cost of mental health and mental illnesses in Canada for the healthcare system was estimated to be at least Seven point nine billion dollars, mm. um, almost uh, in the early two thousands, yeah. um, and four point seven billion dollars in care, and three point two billion dollars in disability and early death, and mm. an additional six point three billion dollars spent on uninsured mental health services and time off work for oh, okay. depression and distress that is not treated by the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you really think about it, that's that's money that that people could have spent on other things that yeah. they could have enjoyed. That could have added to the economy, mm-hmm. right? Or or taking that time off work, right? Like time when you take time off work like that, it's it's a lost day's product productivity, exactly. right? Yeah, lost yeah. day's work. So essentially, if people had tried to seek help for this beforehand, mm-hmm. this economic impact wouldn't be there. It's it's, it's not a, yeah like yeah if you think about it, right? say for example, someone who's extremely uh, going through major depression or mm-hmm. any of any mental yeah. illness, right? And maybe they are taking a lot more time off work, okay. right? Like yeah, it yeah. sort of as like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that company loses the, yeah. uh, the work that the employee would have done, right? Exactly. And um, even even um, like the last task was mentioning, right? An additional six point three billion dollars was spent on uninsured mental health services. Oh, okay. And right, so, so it's like more yeah, money, yeah. Off, right? So say it's like even 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 to some extent, maybe the insurance system is mm-hmm. not equipped or doesn't recognize. Yeah mental health issues as much and yeah. it needs to what needs to be done even for the healthcare system mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's 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 a very important topic but unfortunately yeah it's not yeah. i mean and, and we're, we're not maybe in our such as not being able to dive into the economic aspect of it as much mm-hmm. but there's definitely an economic cost of it right like you think about it like someone who's got um severe bipolar disorder or severe um schizophrenia right mm-hmm. like at the end of the day their potential i mean to to get that like Zara mentioned, an average person in the US it takes them ten years to get help professional help, right? Yeah. Like if you probably get help earlier, maybe you'd have been able to feel better mm-hmm. and contribute to your country, society, economy, yeah, more, to right? your family, right? Because exactly. the effects of that could go down to your kids, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. 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 So it's just when you quantify all of mm-hmm. that, it's a lot. Yeah, that makes you think like so many times where you've seen people who are not considered conventionally successful or mm-hmm. whose uh, journey in life is not considered some to be a role model or mm-hmm. whatnot. Like, is it because they were lazy? Is it because they were not um, smart? Or is it because they were going through something that they could have had diagnosed earlier? Yeah. Had they known that certain services were available or had they been encouraged by society mm-hmm. to look yeah. into what they could do to yeah. do better for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, such an important mm-hmm. point you mentioned because it calls for it for us to really really exercise empathy yeah right because i think it's very very it's very quick and easy to sort of just see someone maybe like being slow or um maybe not being very social and being like oh they're such yeah. a bored, boring person or oh you're like a bus kill right things yeah, like that yeah. but i mean you don't know what's going on in their life i mean everyone has their own struggle and yeah. especially if it's a mental health struggle nobody wants to talk about it because yeah. they think that a nobody wants to talk to them about it mm-hmm. and b they feel scared and maybe even ashamed, yeah, it's hard right? to be vulnerable in general exactly. so if you have other external factors saying that this is not the right mm-hmm. thing or acceptable thing to talk about yeah then you don't talk about it so and it's like it's important for us to really empathize mm-hmm. and not 
keep an open mind. Yeah, and I think I think I can say that I'm also guilty of if anyone has come to me with stuff saying things like, "Oh, I just I'm in this kind of feeling." Mm-hmm. I I might have said also to people like, you know, just try to have try to be more positive, try to yeah. like this is what I've gone through, this is what I've done to overcome it. So I think like that's the thing. Like so many, so many people didn't know that. And it's for me, like I didn't know that certain symptoms could be clinical depression. Like I didn't understand that mental health was a medical condition. Yeah, I just yeah. thought but it was like being in a being in a bad mood or going through a tough time. But that's, but that's even, not the yeah, same, right? Yeah, because like you think about it, like the time because you spent a significant part of your life in Bangladesh and in the U.S., mm-hmm. right? And even in the U.S., it was not talked about. Yeah, no. Or, when I at least the time that I lived in the U.S., I don't remember this being a conversation. It, this it, is only a conversation recently, in the last, yeah, like last like, few like, years. Five years, five to eight years. Yeah. yeah, but before that, it yeah. was it was nothing. It was never. Right now, it's like every celebrity talks about mental mm-hmm. health, right? Every celebrity, influencer, brand, workplace, company, they all focus on mental health. Universities, because it's it's it's. I guess it's in. It's sad to say, but it's in trend now. Yeah, to talk about mental a good trend. And, yeah. A trend I'll have, but <laughs> and and a trend that I hope is. There, yeah, yeah, forever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but it's it's definitely something that's talked about more. Mm-hmm. But but for 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 a lot of people, and, and but it is that's not enough. Like it needs to be mm-hmm. talked about more. Uh, help and uh, open mindedness needs to be there more because for a lot of people, we I think uh, I guess at the end of the day, a lot of people succumb to their mental health struggles and commit suicide, right? Yeah. And um, for example, just just about like um. 10 days ago, it was September 10th, World Suicide Prevention mm-hmm. Day. And um, just to give you, again, some guys some um, numbers that really help you put things in perspective, about 800,000 people die due to suicide every year, and that's one person every four seconds. Yeah, yeah one person every four seconds. That number definitely hits. Yeah. 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 And, and it's the second leading cause of death for people between the ages of 15 to 24. Mm-hmm. And um, in Canada, particularly, 24% of all deaths among that age group, 15 to 24, mm-hmm. is attributed to suicide. So yeah. suicide is such a huge yeah, that's factor yeah. for the deaths that are happening. And yeah. that's also something I didn't really know. Yeah, Because you don't think that it's such a common thing. Mm-hmm. But to think that someone's mental illness, their depression has led them yeah. to take this decision and yeah. it's so many people yeah that's a it's lot, it's right? it's a hard number to digest like and and you know so and surpassed only by injuries mental disorders and youth in canada are ranked as the second highest hospital care expenditure mm-hmm. like if you really think about it right so it's it's, it's so surpassed by injuries right so i'd say yeah. like injuries mean probably like accidents or like yeah. different kind of different accidents things right? that you wouldn't even think twice about yeah yeah treating well, yeah. yeah whereas so it's, it's, it's definitely a significant part of the healthcare system that yeah. once again goes unnoticed um significant part of people's time and effort that goes into dealing with these struggles that goes unnoticed yeah so i think for yeah for a lot of people they succumb to these struggles and they commit suicide right yeah. i mean in the last years we've had a bunch of celebrities i mean um can't remember in his name right now, but the lead singer of Lincoln Park, mm-hmm. yeah, um, committed suicide. Yeah, then Robin Williams also committed yeah. suicide. Yeah. yeah, and Robin Williams, I think his happiest really, face yeah. you can think of. It really hit the world because he mm-hmm. was he brought so much joy into everybody's life. Yeah, and there's um, a Bollywood actor who committed suicide yeah. recently, just a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, these people who we think are having successful, they have everything in the eyes of the public, right? Yet yeah. they're still have been to come to these pressures, right? Yeah, yeah. And, it, it's, and it's like for a lot of these, like sometimes even their families might not know that they're going through that struggle, mm-hmm. right? Because they couldn't even share it with their family. Yeah. Or the family feels like, or, or if the family knew of their struggles and was trying to help them, but the individual did end up taking their life, Yeah. the toll on the family is unimaginable, right? Yeah. Because to first of all try to help your loved one through mental health struggles, it is difficult because I think when a family tries to help their loved one through that, in a way they realize that they're the ones who can help them because the world isn't yeah. really available to help you for mental health struggles as it is for physical issues, yeah. right? So... It takes a toll on the family members as well, um, and then you think about that. That finally, when you lose that person, it, mm-hmm. it's unimaginable, right? Yeah, you start having feelings of like 
guilt. I mean, why wasn't I like sometimes? Like I know that even in like our part of the world, it's like someone from a suicide. So many stories. Yeah, like even this Bollywood actor died. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's so much like conspiracy theory. Yeah, exactly. This and that. It's like people would rather believe that X Y Z tried to do this to him. His girlfriend tried to drug him. This person tried to do this, yeah. and rather than believe that this person is going through something, he went through something. Or, something. or it, it was a contributing factor. It was yeah, it was a contributing factor. Like that's the thing, right? Like they'd rather think of all these conspiracy theories than to face the fact that mental health could be. Yeah, a reason, right? Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, it gets sensationalized so much. And oh, I think like, I think growing up, I remember hearing a lot that suicide was a sign of cowardice, right? Mm-hmm. That like you were weak, you were, um, you couldn't make it in this world. You weren't strong enough to make it, or you're a coward because you took your life and put everybody else in your life in struggle, right? So it's like this: the the stigma behind mental illness is there, but the talk and discussion around suicide is so negative. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's yeah. like you don't really. It's, it's a human life that has decided to end itself. It takes, like you know, I remember, I whenever I hear people said, it really makes me think that. Well, first of all, it doesn't go, doesn't go just from zero to suicide. Like exactly, right? this person's been having suicidal thoughts for a really long time. Mm-hmm. They probably tried convincing themselves that I don't need to take my life. Yeah, I can get through this. They had probably horrible nights and horrible days, and yeah. and they could be going through any sort of mental health illness. Right, it could be chronic depression, it could be severe anxiety, it could be bipolar disorder or, or anything else. Mm-hmm. Right, and they probably made that effort because. Or then they realize that they couldn't stop that part of themselves that's overpowering them to commit suicide, right? Because right? so it, it really makes me think that how much pain a person is in that they could not turn to anybody else yeah. and thought the only way out was that you take your life. Like it's it's a lot of people judge people who commit suicide. A lot of people try to think that they were they were they were weak. A lot yeah, of people, um, struggles yeah, them. exactly. Uh, and but they don't realize that it's not about the world. It's not no. about you. It's about them. Exactly. It's their life. They couldn't. They were trying to fight a battle, and they did their best. Right. Yeah. It's sort of like seeing. It's trying to see it from a perspective that this person tried their best, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe we could have helped them more, helped yeah. him or her more. But they just keep thinking that, oh my god, like, and the judgment, it's like exists a lot more in our part of the world i think uh where you know and as zara just mentioned for this volume actress it's like they'll believe in most other reasons except yeah. for the fact that the mental health struggles his mental health struggles was a contributing exactly. factor yeah so, exactly and i think um on that note like mental health illnesses being a uh contributing factor to suicide right like the same way that you have say um you're doing something and you have a heart attack or something like that Mm-hmm. It's it's like so many things have led up to that heart attack, your poor diet, your um, overall health. So many things lead up to that same way that suicide. There's so many things that led up to that suicide yeah. that it's like it's not just like in that moment that person was weak. Mm-hmm. They were suffering through it slowly, slowly. And mm-hmm. the same way, like if someone died from a heart attack, you wouldn't say they were weak. Yeah, They didn't. They, their heart wasn't strong enough to make it yeah. or they weren't strong enough to make it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't say the way that we used to talk about people who commit suicide that they're not strong enough to make it in this way. Their mind wasn't strong enough to make yeah. it, right? Yeah. Their mind that's was really suffering. Good, that's a really good yeah. analogy, actually. That's a comparison. Yeah, yeah like your, your mind is struggling the way your heart struggled to keep beating. Your, your mind is struggling yeah. to keep yourself awake yeah. and alive, right? Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think you know, like, at the end of the day, suicide is, like, the worst-case scenario. And uh, uh, just, can just going back to that stat again, like, it takes about 10 years for people to get mm. help, right? So I think it's it's important to understand that okay, like those of us, those of you who are listening to us, right? Like, hey, you're either going to a mental health, going through a mental health struggle, or you know someone who is. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: a person won't necessarily um, know, be aware about it themselves, right? So I think it comes down to okay, like how can you, as yes. a friend or a family member, help someone, mm-hmm. right? So it comes down to okay, like I think. Um, Zara and I were earlier talking today because I think we were trying to sort of discuss that, okay, how do you sort of distinguish between a depressive episode and someone who's going through depression, right? Yeah. And um, 
usually if 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 like a, a, a low self esteem, feeling mm-hmm. of worthlessness, uh, suicidal thoughts, um, uh, inability to work, or um, you know, be um, continue your social life, yeah, or like you don't take pleasure in the things that you used to before, you yeah, kind of your loss of appetite, yeah, yeah. So it's it's I think it's about like five of these symptoms, and maybe we missed one or two, but most mm-hmm. are here we're to mention. If I if you if someone has five of these symptoms and they persisted for a continuously for more than two weeks, yeah, I think that 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 it requires you to pay attention, yeah. right? So, okay, so if you're if you're if you're someone's friend like that, right, mm-hmm. and you see this person mentioning over a few weeks, like it's been five, six, seven, eight weeks, and yeah. they're continuously saying that you know you see them bailing on social functions, you see them um, just for no reason, like being more quieter. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they're the few social functions they do show up for, they're pretty happy and lively, but yeah. you see them bailing for a lot and just like giving you like mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Some change, exactly. You notice change persistently. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's worth asking mm-hmm. that you know how are you feeling? Yeah, right. Like, is there is there something that we can help with? And sort of like try to talk because I think it's step one. And just yeah. talk to the person, right? Because yeah. often t- what happens is this person doesn't have anyone, or maybe they do have anyone, but they, they just will not can't take open the, up. Yeah, yeah. Or they will not take the initiative to open up, exactly. right? So not that because most likely, if you are going through these symptoms, you probably don't want to. You probably don't have the energy or the means to get out your yeah. feeling to yeah. another person. Like so, like so, so I think like as a as a supporter, as a as a loved one, as a friend, like we always that much to our friends and yeah. loved ones to kind of be aware of their everyday yeah. emotions and yeah. changes in life. So I think I think um so I remember um a friend of mine was going through something similar mm-hmm. and uh, she mentioned that some other friend said um because she was just telling some other friend after she kind of like herself got went through the worst of it yeah. and was sort of like slowly recovering mm-hmm. and getting back to normal life. Um, another friend, she was just telling the other friend that, you know, I, I wish since you had an inkling about um, what I was going through, I wish you would have checked on me more. Oh. And um, uh, then the other friend was like, well, why didn't you reach out, mm-hmm. right? So my friend, she actually was like, wait, what? Because she felt attacked. Yeah. And then the other friend was like, you just find a way to blame me because mm-hmm. she felt attacked. And then <laughs> at the end of it, my friend, she realized that, first of all, I think her other friend just was, a, it showed that even because these are like so these individuals that I'm just mentioning, they're both like pretty progressive and liberal mm-hmm. and you know very woke to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but my friend, she realized that even then, her friend didn't have enough awareness about mental health struggles, yeah. and she didn't realize that for a lot of people going through mental health struggles, sometimes a they don't want to burden someone else, mm-hmm. or b they just feel like I don't know, like they feel like they're they're thinking through. A, a black hole yeah and they just don't see a light right yeah. so sometimes you have to check in right mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i don't think it should be a burden that friends or family members need to take that oh it's okay, not yeah, all yeah. on me yeah but at the same time it's like we sort of like if we're seeing someone feel low just be there like mm-hmm. just give them the option you don't have to probe them you don't have to poke them but be like you know i'm here if you want to talk yeah and sometimes even that if someone's just like oh like i'm here for you it it helps. Yeah, I think that's why that's why people keep saying like we need more awareness about mental health because mm-hmm. because as a friend like I, I was as, as, actually asking my this earlier like but how do I know like you were saying mm-hmm. how do I know you're not just feeling sad about a certain yeah. episode as opposed to being going through depression so I think if we knew if everybody knew more about the symptoms yeah and there was more discussed widely then they could be more aware of that same way with other illnesses. Like, you know, that if uh, someone's kind of dizzy and across the ground, you know, you're going to take them to the doctor right mm-hmm. away. So similarly, like if we knew about the symptoms, what we could do is be like, yeah, do you want to talk about it? Blah, blah, blah. But also we could actually actively help. Like we could be like, here are some of the therapists in your area, go see them or here, I'll drive you to the, to your general practitioner and they can recommend what you need yeah. to do or, or here, these are the, these are the questions that you should ask your doctor to see whether or not you have any like mental illness that need to be diagnosed and treated in a certain way right exactly so like we can't be a good supporter unless we know yeah as well like for number one we have to listen and notice the changes in our friends number two like we need to kind of know about mental illness more and the symptoms and whatnot right yeah Yeah. and i and i think that's on us i'm not saying someone has to like no, tell me no, what to do but like no. we should, it should mental illness should be talked about more and everybody should yeah, kind of know the yeah. basic symptoms and I, think, and I think that we would actually pick up a lot more on on 
or those around us how they're feeling or maybe pick up on, on like observe more changes mm-hmm. like I guess, I guess we've become so like in a way I guess we've become so like glued to our phone and complacent yeah and so yeah. hard to sort of like pick up these changes around us right yeah, so I think it's sort of true. like get ourselves out of our phones maybe a bit more definitely yes. you'll observe a lot more around the world because in a way um, your phones and your social media and all of that also They're affects contributing your, too. Yeah, it yeah. contributes to your mental health right yeah um, but yeah I think for people who themselves are going through mental health issues I think it's important that uh, you acknowledge it and mm-hmm. you sort of because at the end of the day if you don't acknowledge it or you don't write it down or say it out loud you are invalidating that part of yourself you're kind of like beating that sh- person down yeah. that part of you and you're saying that you're crap you're weak in a way and you know it's yeah. it's it, it the first step to i think uh, getting help is you helping yourself by recognizing that i, I i'm going through this yeah. and i need help and and it, it's it's honestly it's just give just that breakthrough takes some time but uh, you need to do it that's yeah. the part that you need to really yeah, push self-awareness yourself. is really important yeah yeah i agree and yeah like reaching out for help like I think one of the main questions that a person who is going through this, the first thing they would ask is like, but who do I go to? Right. Yeah. Like once again, going back to the fact that mental health is not very talked about. Many people don't know what's the first step that I take because I'm feeling like this. So I think the first step would be like, you could just go to your general practitioner or your, just your basic family doctor and ask them like, what do I, this is what I'm feeling. Yeah. Where do you suggest I go? And then from there, there's many options that you can go yeah. to. Like there's a psychologist you can go to, psychiatrist and then there's a counselor and I didn't know this until very recently but there is a difference yeah yeah and so so for psychiatrists they actually go to medical school mm-hmm. and uh, our psychiatrists are only able to actually prescribe you medication for like you know antidepressants anti-anxiety meds um uh, and then of course the meds for different other any other that, like bipolar disorder and yeah exactly but basically psychiatrists are the, are the only people who can prescribe you medication because they've actually gone to a medical yeah. school in contrast psychologists you should study psychology in undergrad and grad school yeah. and um, and clinical uh, counseling is mostly studying you know doing it on undergrad and grad school and counseling yeah um, this similarity between psychologists and counseling is that um, they they can do different like psychotherapy mm-hmm. and all three all three can by the way different forms of psychotherapy like talk therapy is the most common where you sort of like sit down and talk to your talk to the uh, therapist who can I, I yeah. either be a psycho a psychiatrist psychologist or a clinical counselor that works <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and you know there's different types of psych- uh, psychotherapy like cognitive behavioral therapy EMDR so it, it de- and then depending on what you are going through the expert will recommend what, exactly what yeah. they can try mm-hmm. but if 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 say those psychotherapies are not working, then maybe the psychologist or the clinical counselor you're seeing, they might recommend you to go to a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. Or if you're seeing a psychiatrist, they might be like, okay, maybe we need to go the medication route. Yeah. Um, and only a psychiatrist can actually give you medication. Mm-hmm. Now, medication is something that is a lot more... Um, has a, for some, it, it's, it's not maybe a choice that they'd go for because yeah. it, medication has a lot of long-term effects. Yes. Antidepressant and anxiety medicine have a lot of long-term effects. So people try going through the psychotherapy route, you mm-hmm. know, just talking, talk therapy, different CBT and everything. So I think it's important that you do that research. If you yeah. are looking for help or even like as um, Zara mentioned that, you know, if you're trying to look up with a, a, a specialist or an expert for your friend or your family member, even when you're doing that research, sort of like look into like, okay, like um, what is the specialty of mm-hmm. each, right? Because especially when you go to like Google, like, a counselor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist on their bio they talk about what areas they deal with yeah. like it could be ptsd it could be depression anxiety bipolar disorder family mm-hmm. trauma yeah right? because for a lot of people so they're very um, specialized exactly yeah. so so every person is going to deal with every issue yeah right um sometimes uh, for example i know that um um, experts who help with bipolar disorder um, uh, is different than experts who deal with maybe trauma. Yeah. Right. Um, and then there are certain people who also deal specifically with family trauma mm-hmm. because there's a I mean within family trauma because a lot of people have a difficult childhood so they are just more likely to go through mental health struggles. Yeah. Right. So even when you're sort of so it's important that if when you're trying to find a person to go to you you sort of do your research, yeah. read their bio, um, maybe even call them up to see yeah. if uh, you guys, you know, vibe, yeah, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, for lack of yeah. a better word. And um, I think something we were talking about a while ago was like, 
sometimes you have specialized needs, right? Say for someone, we're, we're immigrants, right? So yeah. Oh, yeah. maybe a Canadian doctor, like a Canadian therapist who's like, yeah. who's lived their whole life in Canada, grew up here, might not understand some of the maybe struggles. Maybe like, oh, yeah, like a white Canadian might yeah, not understand. Yeah, so, so they might not understand the struggles that we've gone through. So maybe sometimes it does help to go to, to look up a counselor who is from a similar background yeah. from you yeah. because they might yeah. be able to understand some of the struggles you're going through Definitely. that someone who has never lived through that experience yeah. will. Yeah, so yeah. I think like you really have to be, there's so much to think about, you know? Yeah, and it's and important it's to, to do that research. Yeah. And that's actually a great point you brought up, Sarah, mm-hmm. because a cultural barrier is very much real. Yeah. And it, it's something that no matter, I I just personally feel like no matter how much uh, you try to understand, I if you are if you haven't gone through it or maybe third, if, especially if you what if your health struggle is very much related to or you know based within your culture, then it's just harder to yeah. explain that to someone, right? Yeah, like um, I know my mom sometimes uses prayer as um as her means of kind meditation. of meditation. And similarly, my mom does it too. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, many people like to go towards more religious meditation, more religious um counseling spiritual guidance spiritual yeah. counseling and guidance because they find that more effective than western form of counseling right yeah so yeah. and that's the thing you really right? have to do your research with the different things out there to help you for what definitely for out you. there yeah something is out there that can help you if, yeah yeah exactly something or someone yeah but i think that's the point it's sort of like do your research and even if it even if you go to a session and you sort of like have one session and if you feel like you don't click with this person you have every right to go find mm-hmm. a new person like don't feel obliged to go back right yeah. and, and we we very much recognize that these resources honestly like going back to resources um in bangladesh for example i think there's about 0.073 uh, <sighs> mental health experts for 100,000 people that's 0.073 yeah so that just goes to show you that you know, the, the passing of the Mental Health Act in 2018 is just opening the conversation on mental health, but yeah. we need more work, right? So for a lot of people in different parts of the world, the resources might not exist. So now there's there's actually, a, a because mental health is so much in trend, yeah. there's a lot of apps which have on, do, which do online counseling, so mm. such as BetterHelp, Talkspace. These are, I mean... And great for pandemic. Yeah, especially if you don't want physical, sorry, if you don't want to meet someone in person, right? So I think that you can always look at these apps and download them and it's essentially the same as meeting an in-person counselor, only it's virtual. Yeah. So you're still paying with your credit card and everything. Yeah, so and, and if that's something that doesn't work for you, at least it's a step, oh, right? Yeah. 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 But that's the thing, it's just taking that step. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day, um, it's sort of like, in, especially if someone who's listening to this and, you know, they're sort of like, kind of can relate to a lot of the things that we just mentioned today and you feel like you're going through something difficult, know that, you know, help is out there. Um, know that, you know, help talk, try to talk to your friends, try to talk to your family. Mm-hmm. And if you know of anyone who you know is going through that difficult period of time, try being there for them because something that you can do at this time is honestly just just talk to them every day. It doesn't have to even yeah. be about their mental health struggles. Just random things that they'd like to talk about, just talk. Exactly. Because sometimes yeah. just checking on someone with a call makes a lot of a difference. Yeah. And and that feeling that, because, some, because a lot of times people get, are so, because a lot of times someone who's going through mental health struggles, their own head is so far up their ass. <laughs> but that, they don't. They lose perspective of the world. Yeah, they think yeah. that they're lonely. They mm-hmm. think that there's nobody to help them, and they think that um, um, they don't want to be a burden by mm-hmm. reaching out to someone, right? So if you know someone who's going through a difficult time, even though you don't know as a friend or family member that this person is going through mental health struggle, just just check in on them, right? Mm-hmm. Because that will make a lot of difference to them. It might not mean as much to you, yeah. but it will mean to you. So I think to anybody who's listening and who might feel like that they're going through a difficult time, know that help is out there and honestly it's like going through a recovery after that it's 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 like you have to recognize that you have to take that step to yeah, get professional help if you need it right but even for people and we mentioned uh, we started mentioning earlier in the episode that uh, daily stress yeah. right do manage that do mm-hmm. recognize that don't uh, if you're a parent uh, as a mother or father you might feel overwhelmed right and but at the end of the day before you go to sleep Give yourself a few minutes. It yeah. could be in the form of anything, really. But give yourself that few minutes, right? No, don't don't good, don't forget yourself in the middle of a relationship or in the role of a parent or in the role of a daughter or son, or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Or even in the middle of your work in university, you forget that 
you are feeling that. Yeah. So it's it's really important. I think you you recognize that. So managing your daily anxiety and stress, and even for people who are going through worse forms of mental health struggle, it's important that you just know that you can get better. Yeah. And I I I, I personally don't think that mental health struggle it just ends by going to professional yeah. because for a lot of people, it's gonna be lifelong. Um, exactly progress situation yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's what it is yeah and um it's not it doesn't make you any much you know it doesn't make you weak mm-hmm. or any small just because you have mental struggle i mean you know what people experience back pain their whole life people experience asthma whole li- their whole life people experience weak heart their whole life right yeah. or even mental like, say, just say like diabetes that. it's something yeah. that's always with you but it's it's how you control it exactly that it doesn't how you get manage out of, it right? out of control so Right. If, if if you're experiencing chronic depression and you get the professional mm-hmm. help, but then after a year you are, you feel like you're falling off the wagon again, yeah. you really should remember that it, if you know what there are days when people who have diabetes their diabetes hits like fifteen. Oh my on god, the count. my mother. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 some days their diabetes is pretty low at like five or four. Yeah. So you know it, everybody falls off the wagon. You you just need to know that the the, the going up starts by taking that step yeah and i think the while there's stigma around mental health there's also a sort of a stigma around medicine right yeah so medication like like there are side effects to it so like counseling and medication and other forms of psychotherapy can go hand in hand so once again do your research talk to your doctors because there might be medicine that's out there for mm-hmm. you that's actually going to help in, yeah, in, in, it's not in, all bad. in Canada, for example, actually, um, CBD oil even gets prescribed in mm-hmm. um, my clinical counselor. Well, CBD oil doesn't need to be prescribed. Yeah. You can find it, find it in stores in um, British Columbia, uh, for example. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a form of managing anxiety, managing yeah. stress. Um, and yeah, it, it, people do it. Yeah, work with your doctor, work with your mental or clinical counselor or psychologist yeah and there might be medication for you there might be other methods for you but there is gonna be a method yeah 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 and and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day just remember that you have to prioritize yourself yes right yeah the help is out there and yeah it starts by you realizing Mm -hmm. that yeah like take care of your bodies but also take care of your mind so important yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's all we have for today just wanted to take a step back and talk about mental health it's such an important topic. So hope you guys enjoyed the episode and see you next time.